Welcome to the second episode of Conspiracy Catch. My name is Brandon Muting, and today I am here with Andrew Hammergren. Andrew, are you ready to take a look at some conspiracy theories? I'm so ready. Let's do it. All right. So last week we talked about Malaysia Flight 370. Jolie and I did some theories on that. So if you haven't checked that episode out, go ahead. It's already up. This week, we're talking about John F. Kennedy's assassination. JFK. Exactly. We're going to talk about, we actually have five theories for you, but we're going to break it up into two branches. The first branch, we're going to take a look at who was involved, how many shooters was there, was there just one shooter, was there multiple? That's what we're going to take a look at first. The second branch is going to be the reason why it happened. And there's three theories on that. And we'll get to those, or I'm sorry, four theories on that, excuse me. And we'll get to those a little later. But first, we're going to talk about the facts. These facts are fact-checked, they've been researched, and there's been announcements on them. So I'm going to go ahead and start off with that. You cool with that, Andrew? Yep. All right. So first off, November 22nd, my birthday, haha, 1963, JFK was assassinated in Dallas, Texas. He was struck by two bullets, the first one going through his neck and the second one being a headshot. The governor of Texas, John B. Connolly, I want to say Jr. Connolly. Connolly, thank you. He was also hit, but survived. And there is known to be three bullets fired, and that's actually going to play a key part into these theories. The shooter, who was Lee Harvey Oswald, was at the Texas School Book Depository. He was on the sixth floor, and it's right next to where they were driving. Lee Harvey Oswald was also killed two days later by Jack Ruby on live television. Anything you want to add to that so far, Andrew? Nope. Okay. Now, the presidential motorcade route is supposed to kind of be a straight line. This one had many turns, meaning the vehicle had to slow down multiple times, and we're going to take a look at that in a couple of these theories. And the path was chosen by Winston G. Lawlin and Forrest V. Sorrells, who were both Secret Service agents. And the agents knew about the many windows in the depository building, but they never inspected them. Of course, after JFK was assassinated, Lyndon B. Johnson, the vice president at the time, took his spot. So those are the facts of it. Anything that's already sketchy to you, Andrew, or anything you need to add to these? I, well, just my opinion, it's just kind of sketchy that <laughs> you have all these turns. Right. I think that's pretty sketchy. Like, you know, as you got to protect the president, so why are you adding so many turns when you know for a fact... Because let's be real, no matter if you agree with the president or not, the president's always a big target to somebody. Right. And so why would you pick a path that has many turns? So looks like there's something there with both of us. All right. right. So the first theory we're going to talk about, there only being one shooter, and that is Lee Harvey Oswald, the one that was caught and shot two days later. So let's go over this one. And this is actually right now what people are sticking with what historians have in the history book and what investigators have in their files this theory is quote unquote official for them so it's not this one's not considered a theory it's considered facts to them but since we're a conspiracy theory podcast we're going to consider this a theory 
Some things to note, Lee Harvey Oswald was actually in Russia in 1954, and he was known to chase his brother with a knife. What a guy. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, okay, so he's already mentally crazy. And also, why he was in the Marine Corps, he was considered a sharpshooter with an M1 rifle. That's mm -hmm. something. And he was actually, before the assassination of the president, he was already under active surveillance. However, the local FBI in Texas did not inform the Secret Service about Oswald. And of course, Oswald was employed in the building where he shot John F. Kennedy. Any crazy facts there? Do you think like there, that could have been prevented already? Uh, I mean, he was under surveillance already. Um, because he had been to Russia. He is a known, uh, Russian sympathizer. Um, even, you know, chasing his brother with a knife. I mean, that just screams crazy to me already. And like, of course we do stupid things as kids, but a knife? <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm going to go chase my sister around with a knife. Yeah, no, that's... I wonder how that turns out. That's not right. In I am not going to, by the way. <laughs> That was a joke for legal reasons. And the other thing is, you got to remember, during this time, there was some tension between Russia and America. Yes, this was the Cold War. Yes. Uh, there was a lot of tension going on. So that's why we included that Oswald was in Russia in 1954, because Russia and America were, you know, not having it with each other. It was not a good time. No, not at all. And so the other thing is the rifle was owned by Lee Harvey Oswald and they excluded any other weapons, which we might debunk here in a couple minutes. Ooh. And the other thing, and this blows my mind that nothing was done about this. Oswald attempted to kill a military general a few months really? before in April. And wow. Guess what? Nothing. What? Nothing. Nothing. I believe he did get uh, maybe a small sentence. But, the, and actually, in my opinion, if you attempted to murder, you should get the same sentence whether they died or not. Yes. So I can agree with you on that. The fact that he wasn't in prison, maybe JFK would have still been alive at that point. Obviously, probably, maybe not today. I don't know. But... He could have. He we, we don't know. Exactly. So... The fact that he tried killing a general a few months before this, this could have been prevented just from that. And then, of course, after he shot John F. Kennedy, he killed an officer with a revolver 45 minutes after the assassination and was later arrested. So what if, Andrew, if you were to believe this theory, what makes you believe this theory? What makes you kind of deter away from it? Well, I mean... We know that he has been dealing with Russians, and he does not really like the United States government. Uh, we know that he has a past of violence, such as chasing his road with a knife, uh, attempting to murder a military general. Um, but here's also the thing is that he had worked in the Texas School Book Depository. He worked there, so he had access to that area. Um and then it doesn't help his case that right after it happened, he killed a police officer. So, I mean, a lot of signs point towards he was involved somehow. 
Yeah. I and uh, I'm it's just there were so many things that could have prevented this. The local FBI could have said something. And you know what? If the local FBI didn't get it, then what about the attempted killing of that military general a few months before? There was two times, two times where this could have been prevented and it didn't happen. Mm -hmm. So the the only thing that leads me away from this theory is what we talk about in theory two. Theory two is there was multiple shooters and, you know, people who shot at JFK and the governor of Texas, excuse me. Uh, let's go over theory two. A couple days later, we said Lee Harvey Oswald was shot on live television. He was shot by a guy by the name of Jack Ruby, who was actually a bar owner, and we'll get to him in a second. However, the the police have not found any evidence on who else was involved or anything. Like I said, three bullets were shot. The first bullet missed. The second bullet hit JFK in the neck, and the same one that hit JFK in the neck hit the governor in the back, going through his wrist, or I'm sorry, out of his nipple, through his wrist, to his thigh. And the third one was the one that killed JFK with a shot through the head. The weird thing about the bullet that went through the governor, and people have been calling this the magic bullet because it's a really weird passage for a bullet. You know, it's squiggling through this guy's body when bullets don't do that. It was fully intact. That's crazy. I mean, as someone who is, I mean, I'm not saying that I use guns a lot. Like, I've shot guns before, and you can't find the bullet when you shoot it. I mean, depending on what kind of gun you use, but I mean, especially after it went through JFK's neck and it went through go through his neck, or are you saying it went through his neck or his back first? It, so it went through JFK's neck and then neck. it hit and then the it governor. went through Lyndon B or not Lyndon B. Johnson. It went through uh Governor Connolly's body and then went through his wrist and then landed into his leg. Yeah, and that well, and here's the thing that blows my mind. When Now, I'm no bullet expert, and like I said, they found the bullet in his thigh later. And the weird thing is, a bullet is should not be fully intact after shooting one person. If it went through JFK's neck, then the governor's back, coming out of his chest, back into his wrist and into his thigh, how did the bullet not break? It's magic. And that's why they call it the magic bullet. And exactly. Now, well, and here's like I can understand it not breaking going through JFK's neck because I mean you have a lot of stop a lot of soft tissue within your neck, um, but then it goes through his back when it's already lost all that velocity. I would expect it to lodge into his back, right? Not, not actually get go through his back into his wrist into his leg. And the, the other thing that you also do want to note here, the governor was sitting in front of JFK, and he was sitting lower. He was, yes. So that is another thing to note. I mean, there's not really conspiracy on that, because what happened, happened. However, yep, that's proven. this is where things get a little sketchy, and this is why people don't believe Lee Harvey Oswald wasn't the only one. With the film that they had, there was a spectator, and I can't think of what it's called. Who Abraham's Pruder. Yes, thank you. Videotaped the assassination. 
And they believe Oswald, there is no way that he had time to shoot those two bullets that quickly. Right. And then a few, I want to say it was a couple years later after the assassination of JFK. By the way, the governor survived. And he believed a bullet hit him separately, not the same one that hit JFK. Mm -hmm. And then this even adds to it. Another person on the side, excuse me, another person on the sidewalk said a bullet missed and struck the sidewalk and hit the spectator in the face. Now, of course, anybody could have said that, but they investigated and the spectator's blood was on the sidewalk. Yeah, I mean, the Warren Commission said that there was a possibility that could have been from the lead interior of a bullet. So, possibility, quote-unquote. Right. And the worst thing is, is now the film is gone, quote-unquote. The Zapruder film is, is still... You can still find the Zapruder film. There's another film that they had captured that supposedly shows... Um, like I'm saying, supposedly shows smoke coming from a fence... That's the one that is lost. Okay. Because the family had sued the government $10 million. Which, I mean, I get it. If you're the government and you just got sued $10 million, you want to keep it away. I get that. But, and the other part of me is like the person who sued them, like they need that evidence. Exactly. So for once, I'm not a big fan on agreeing with the government, but I agree with them here. Like, I don't blame them. I would have taken the tape too. Mm -hmm. It just doesn't make sense. So... The thing with Theory 2 that strikes me is they also believe a, the shooter who shot only hit the governor and never hit JFK. Because if you think about it, he only had three cartilages when they found his rifle, Lee Harvey Oswald's rifle. They only found three cartilages, and they believe the first one missed, the second one hit JFK in the neck, and the third one hit him in the head. Well, they believe that there was another shooter who shot the governor, and that's why it went straight into his back and came out of his chest. Not right. a wonky way to come through the neck and then the back. They never identified a second shooter. They can't get that. And the other thing is, there was an audio from the clip, and they found six spikes in the audio of gunshots. Not three of them, six of them. Right. So um. that... That proof kind of what draws me toward this theory. Yes, exactly. And I have a question for you, Brandon. Okay. Is it all right if I get a little bit graphic? Go for it. Okay. So just for you guys' background, when I was 12 years old, I lived in a suburb of Dallas, Texas. I visited uh, the school book depository. I've been exactly to where this happened. I saw, I've seen with my own eyes this area. Uh, so I really got interested into this conspiracy. Um, with the whole multiple shooter thing, another big thing is there is a fence. When people talk about the grassy knoll, there is this fence that is about head height. I mean, you know, a normal-sized man can definitely look over it, aim a gun. And here's the thing is, in the Zapruder film, I've watched the Zapruder film. I mean, at 12 years old, it's probably a little young for me to watch that. I don't know why my parents let me watch it. But if you think of just basic physics, if you hit something from the front of your head, your head's going to whip back. Am I correct, Brandon? Yeah. Here's the thing that happens with JFK. So you could see in the Zapruder film, 
that JFK was holding his throat after he got shot in the neck. He passed a street sign, and then you could see the blow. And, and you see that his head goes back, and you can see that fragments go from the back of his head, not from the front. You could The front stayed mostly intact, while the back is where the exit wound, quote-unquote, came out. Because with guns, you're going to have the exit wound is ugly. It is. Any sort of gunshot wound. And that's what happened with the back of his head. So what they're thinking also with that is that the person on the grassy knoll on the fence was able to shoot, was the shooter that shot JFK in the head. And that's what happened right there. Okay. Yes. That's, that's interesting. It is. It's very, very interesting. And, There's so much that you can look into it. And the, the thing that I thought about, and also, by the way, guys, if you're wondering where we got these facts, I got it from an Unsolved YouTube video. So if you go to Unsolved and look up JFK Conspiracy, take a look at their video. They explain a lot of things really well. Um, the, the thing here that strikes me is, were they meaning to shoot the governor? <sighs> That's the thing. We don't know. We don't even know why they shot the president. Right, exactly. What's, and they What's the reason? They never found a motive. Well, maybe we'll get to some motives here in a second. Right. But I feel like the governor may have been shot on accident. Like, sorry, this maybe this is bad to say, but why out of – there was four people. There was JFK's wife, JFK, the governor, and maybe the governor's wife was there too. I can't remember. In the driver, why hit the president – why didn't you hit the wife? Why didn't you hit the governor just in general? Why just one person? See, I understand the president because he's the leader of the country. Oh, we'll yeah. look into different theories later on. The possibilities why he could have been shot. But I can see why it could have just been JFK rather than Jackie or Governor Connolly. Exactly. All right. So speaking of it, we're going to go through four motives that maybe have gotten through this. This is the other branch we're talking about. I'm going to go through them real quick. So the first one has something to do with Lyndon B. Johnson, which is the vice president, killing him. Russia being the second one, mobs being the third one, and the CIA being the fourth one. So let's go ahead and get started off with Lyndon B. Johnson. I'm just going to throw off some possible reasonings why people believe it was Lyndon B. Johnson. The first thing is, he was a Democratic nominee against JFK at some point. And let's be real with politics, people get into it and... You're not going to really like the person you're going up against because you disagree with them so much. Am I right? Right. right. You're right. Exactly. Yep. Rumors also said Lyndon B. Johnson would be dropped from voting ballots after JFK's term, which is insane. Lyndon right. B. Johnson also had some words with him before the assassination, and apparently he had a big part with JFK going to Dallas. And keep in mind, Lyndon B. Johnson is from Dallas, and he actually used to be the senator there. Yeah, right, exactly. And actually, I think, correct me if I'm wrong, I think that he stayed as senator even though he was the vice president. If you watch that BuzzFeed Unsolved video, go check them out. Very good video. Um, because he was kind of bored of being the vice president because you do nothing. At least with senator, you get to do stuff. He actually, he was not allowed to be the senator at the time. He wasn't allowed. Okay. He wasn't because, and actually, in fact, there was some, whoever the new senator was, I don't, I didn't record the name. He was not doing a very good job on keeping things 
politically correct there. Like, of course, people have their opinions, but people in Texas were going crazy at the time. And Lin- or JFK told Lyndon B. Johnson, you know what? You used to be the senator here, so handle it yourself. Um, right. And this is where things get very, very strange. The night before the assassination, Lyndon B. Johnson was with two different people. He was with Richard Nixon, which we all know about him, <laughs> and a third man who I can't wrap my head around his name. But the night before JFK died, he was having he had an affair with a woman, and the woman claims that Lyndon B. Johnson came up to her and whispered in her ear, "Those Kennedys will never embarrass me again." And that's a promise. And now, there's things... Police have looked into that and say that that never happened. And you know what? It's very possible. Maybe it didn't happen. But that's a very strange thing to say. And the other thing is, is if Lyndon B. Johnson wanted to pull it off, I'm sure he would have kept it quiet. Exactly. Why why would you risk everything? Unless there is, like, alcohol or drugs involved you know i don't see i mean everything's about to come into fruition why say it then why risk it all right and the thing the thing that defends him yes he wasn't happy as a vice president but he started the warren commission after jfk died and i mean he did it he could have just did it to make himself look good he could have and the other thing, which you could follow that too, is he was trying to finish everything JFK was trying to finish as the new president. Right. So those are a couple things that defends him, but I will say the fingers that are pointed towards him are kind of head-turning. So that's it with the Lyndon B. Johnson theory. Now, the next theory is actually not that long, and there's only a couple facts, but these facts are kind of big, and that's Russia. We talked earlier about how, you know what, Cold War, tensions were high. People believe since Lee Harvey Oswald was from Russia, he could have been acting as a KGB agent, meaning a secret agent from Russia doing dirty work in America. And a few weeks before the assassination, where was Lee Harvey Oswald? He was at the Russian embassy. So very interesting. That is all they have for the Russia theory, which is very short. But you know, but I think that's pretty reasonable. I think that you don't need a lot on that. I think that you know that's a very good possibility of something that could have happened. Right, and it's the the thing is though with that one is they already had them under surveillance. So why would Russia send a guy that they already have suspicions of? Uh, you're right. You're right. Is it like just taking like a double whammy and saying like, yeah, we know you're suspicious of this guy, but we're going to send him anyway. Yeah, let's just say that he's suspicious. Russia can just deny everything. They could. but They could deny everything and be like, this guy's crazy anyways. Yeah. So, you could have that. That's or they a, could say, yeah, he kept coming to us saying that he wanted to do something. And we're like, no, I'm like, you're, we don't want you, you know, could be something kind of like that. We don't know, though. We don't know. Right. So that's all with the Russia theory. I will say I almost didn't include this theory in the uh, in our podcast today, but I was like, 
those are some two really good facts that can actually point towards Russia. They are. Um, now, the third theory has something to do with mobs. It, ha- it has something to do with three mobs. The Chicago mob, the Miami mob, and the New Orleans mob. Now, John F. Kennedy's brother, Robert Kennedy, was looking to set boundaries against mobs. So there was already tension between JFK's brother and mobs to begin with. So not mm-hmm. a good start already. Jack Ruby, the guy who shot Lee Harvey Oswald on live television, was a bar owner who had mafia connections. Jack Ruby, people believe Jack Ruby killed Lee Harvey Oswald so he could keep him quiet. 100%. I mean, what's the other reason? Right. And actually, there was a second person that was killed. And I'll tell you that in a second. Oh. Yeah, which is insane. James Files, who actually is a part of a mob, was believed to be that second shooter that was in the grass that we were talking about earlier. However, rumors have it that the Chicago mob actually helped JFK win the election. So the reason is why does why did they kill him? Well, the head of the mob had ties with JFK's father. And when after the assassination, the head of the mob was being questioned, well guess what happened? He's dead. He was killed. He was assassinated. So kind of like a coup within the mafia itself right so it's like was there a reason he was killed did he think they were gonna rat him out i mean there's so many killings here like you got jfk dying from lee harvey oswald you got drac ruby killing lee harvey oswald you got the head of this mob being killed after the assassination because they thought it was him like there is so many ties to this and it is insane it is. I mean, it's crazy. There's so many different things within this whole event that can point towards anything. It, it's, it could be really confusing for some people. Right. So the only question maybe I have for this theory is, okay, if the mob helped, if they did help JFK win the election, then what caused tension to rise? Was it because of his brother? Could be. You know, could it? We don't know. Some policy? I don't know. Right. Um. So we're going to go ahead and hit our last theory on this, and then Andrew and I are going to pick um, the theories we personally believe. This last one, I'm going to call it, this last one is wicked, and it's not believable, <laughs> but you have to hear me out on this. So the CIA was involved, is our last one. And there is this guy called the Umbrella Man. The Umbrella Man. <laughs> Which is... One name to name someone during an assassination. Uh, So, of course, you know, when there's a president walking by or during this parade, there's going to be people there. Well, there was this one guy, for some reason, just sitting on the side of the street, and he had an umbrella. It was open. Wasn't raining. Also, there has been photos and footage of other people going to the parade. There was only one guy with an umbrella, and it was this specific person. When the car passed the umbrella, he was shot. And after the guy was shot, the man raised the umbrella. Now, this next fact I'm going to tell you, I I had to wrap my head around this because I didn't believe it. It is also believed a dart could have hit JFK's neck 
from the Umbrella Man. Now, you're probably like, what kind of secret agent stuff is this? This is some James Bond stuff right there. Right, and guess what? A CIA agent came out saying the weapon exists. Yeah. Yep. So I, I mean, even if he didn't come out, I believe. I mean, it's something that could happen. Right. And get this is the worst part. After the shooting, two men sat on the curb undisturbed. Now, I'm sorry, but Andrew, if you and I were in a shooting, I bet you and I would both be running. <laughs> oh, 100%. <laughs> so, I mean, I hear those guns. I'm like, I think after the first shot, you're kind of like, what in the world's going on? But after a couple more, you're like, we got to get out of here. Right. I don't want to be shot. I don't care who's there. I mean, I don't want to be killed. Exactly. So, and this is where things get sketchy. They found the man. His name is Louis Stephen Witt. And he said he brought the umbrella as a symbol of protest from appeasement policies, which actually is a symbol of protest. There's actually a couple presidents who were known from banning umbrellas at speeches because of that. So the reason why he did that is because of his father's appeasement policies. The weird thing is, though, why did he sit in the curb afterwards? Well, he quote-unquote said that the umbrella covered his view of him being killed. So he sat on the curb afterwards, thinking nothing happened. Mm, The umbrella did not... (laughs) It did not block your view. In the video, or like the pictures, whatever, you can see the umbrella is above his head. That is not going to block... The view, and even even if it did block the view, wouldn't you be in shock? I mean, I mean, you see what happens. You see Jackie Kennedy going over the back of the limousine, and you hear everybody screaming, and you're just sitting there, and you're like, you have no idea what's going on. You're telling me that you have no idea what's going on, right? It's and. It- let, let's be real here. I, maybe I would have gave him the benefit of the doubt if this happened, because this would actually explain the two things. Say the umbrella did cover his view. After he got shot, the umbrella was lifted. Okay, maybe he was taking a look at what happened. Okay, well, now he sees the president was shot in the head. Why aren't you running? Right. So. He could have just really hated JFK. <laughs> right. And it's like, you just sat there on the curb and then there was a second person on the curb who believed to be James Files, the second shooter from the grass, just saying, like, just chilling like nothing happened. Uh, you know, I don't know how much I believe that whole, that second shooter sitting on the curb with him, because last thing you're going to want to do is if you're suspect, I mean, if you shot the president of the United States, you are going to want to get the heck out of there. Of course, try to blend in, but I don't know if you want to stay at the spot of the crime. Right. And and that, that brings this to that, though, is like, maybe they had it so believable that was Lee Harvey Oswald. And, and there, there was even a theory out there saying Lee Harvey Oswald was doing this, you know, he knew people were going to shoot at him, but he killed him. And then he was going to rat the mafias out, and that's why Jack Ruby shot him. Mm-hmm. And so 
maybe the reason why the guy, the shoot, the second shooter came back out onto the grass is because they knew the cover-up was so good. Now, I don't agree with it. I would have probably been like, okay, well, if you're going to shoot the president, you don't stay there. And I agree with you on that statement. But I guess they trusted the cover-up and Lee Harvey Oswald that well. Yes. So that does it for that branch. Now, we talked about two different branches. Andrew, which theory do you believe for the first branch? Do you believe it was just Lee Harvey Oswald, or do you believe there was multiple people? I undoubtedly believe that there is multiple shooters. Okay. Without a doubt. I know there are multiple shooters. Okay. I'm going to agree with you. Yes. I also think. I think. There we go. I think the thing that did it for me is that there is no way a bullet went through two people and didn't, or, and it stayed intact. Right, exactly. That, and I believe, like I said earlier, the whole, just think about physics, you get hit in the front of the head with anything, you're going to move back, his head moved back, fragments sprayed from the back, not from the front, it's, it, I mean, he got shot from the front of the head, Yeah. on that fence, from that grassy knoll. Yeah, so that, that theory is actually believed by a lot of people, but Andrew and I just happen to agree on this one. Now, the yep. next one, Andrew, is on the second branch. Which out of the four theories do you believe? I think I can believe every single one of them. Okay. But which? if I had to pick one that I think is most likely, I want to say it's going to be the Mafia. Okay. The Mafia... Mafia is very, very shady, and I think the whole Jack Ruby killing him kind of proves that because I don't know if Lee Harvey Oswald, if he just thought that he wasn't going to get caught, he gets caught. You know, they weren't planning on him getting caught, so then Ruby's like, he's going to talk. We need to kill him before we get busted. Um, You know, I think that's probably the most likely one. I think that another one I really believe is Russia. Okay. But the whole thing with the Russia thing is I don't know how Jack Ruby killing Oswald would be involved unless it's just Jack Ruby loved President Kennedy so much that he's like, screw you for killing the president. Boom. Um, But that's just my whole thing. So I think two shooters and I think it was the mafia. Okay. I'm First of all, I'm going to talk about the two theories I don't believe that much. And that is Lyndon B. Johnson having something to do with it. And I'm going to say I don't think Russia had anything to do with it. Okay. I I can see why people think Russia did, but I don't understand why they would send Lee Harvey Oswald to do it. Um, Lyndon B. Johnson, you know... First of all, they need to figure something out. Is If you have ran up against a candidate and they pick you as the vice president, they shouldn't allow that because I think that is going to cause tension to begin with. And you got to remember when actually when presidents of America were being started at first, if you were the second candidate, you became the vice president automatically, which already caused tension right away. Mm -hmm. I did at first, I was like, you know what? The mob theory makes a lot of sense, but I'm going to say the CIA. Okay. I think the whole umbrella situation, I'm going to say it's smart by them because an umbrella is a casual object you're going to bring. But him lifting it, him sitting on the curb afterwards, like acting like nothing happened, they were using that as a communication device without even talking. And I'm going to say it was probably one of the most intelligent ways to do it. 
Oh yeah. I mean, it, again, like I said, I can believe any of those. Theories. Right. And I can justify anybody believing any of them. Right. And so, and I could also see the mob one. And honestly, like the one theory that I was thinking about, all four of them could be tied together, which I thought was crazy. There was, there was a theory that I was reading into that Lyndon B. Johnson had ties with Russia. And since John F. Kennedy had ties with mobs, Lyndon B. Johnson had ties with mobs and the mobs were tied to the CIA, causing all four of them to be a factor, which I, I mean, that's insane. The mob has, I mean, I don't know if people really realize, especially back in the day, not so much today, but back in the day, the mob controlled everything. Oh, yeah. It literally, I mean, they had so much power in our country that literally our country was being led by the mob. Exactly. And because money can do a lot of things. Right. So it's it's just one of the things and let's be real, I don't think we'll ever find out what'll happen. And like I said right now they are keeping it with Lee Harvey Oswald being the only shooter and he acted alone. That is what has gone down in history books. So of course they do talk about the conspiracy theory and in fact, my teacher, Mr. Edmondson, if you're listening, shout out to you. He got me into this theory my junior year, and uh, it, it makes sense. All the theories make sense. You know, there's not really a crazy one that doesn't make sense. So that kind of does it all for this conspiracy theory. Andrew's actually going to be back next week. <laughs> I am. We are going to talk about the New World Order, and you know what? Honestly, I need to do some more investigating on that, but... We're going to come back with the next week and go from there. Um, Andrew, you do have a podcast yourself. You want to talk about it a little bit? I do, yes. So if you guys are familiar with Pod Power, you know that we have a lot of different podcasts. Uh, I am the host of the Weekly Touchdown, which is a weekly podcast that focuses on football, both college and professional football. Brandon is a host or a co-host on it. So is Nick Sainer. If you've ever listened to any of his podcasts, uh, it's a lot of fun. Um, you know, like I said, we talk about college and NFL football, and that's just something that I'm really passionate about. So if you are interested in any of that, you can follow us on Twitter at Weekly TD or follow me on Twitter myself at LegitAndrewH for more info. Um, but, you know, check it out. It's going to be pretty cool. And another podcast you guys got to get started on is Small Town Girls. They actually just released their second episode with Allie Snow. So give that a check. Uh, yeah, go ahead and follow us on social media at PodPower3. And next week, we're going to get some more episodes done. Comedy Code is going to make a comeback here in a couple weeks. We're excited for Comedy Code. So yeah, that'll do it for today. My name is Brandon Muting. And I'm Andrew Hammer. And we will see you guys later. Bye-bye.